You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Whoa, Nelly! Episode 6, Outer Timers. We're fresh, we're here. I'm the Chief, you are... It's me, I'm Ben. I've got some big news, Chief. Hit the listeners. Scout Martin has been born. The Martin clan have got a new member. Growing fast. Yep, and his name is Biker Scout Martin. Yes, strong. <laughs> I'm absolutely just, uh, I'm so in love with him. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, and just, let's, this... just, let's just give the listeners a, a hit up in the face of reality. Uh, this is two days ago, am I right? Something like that? Yeah, so he was born Thursday at quarter past 12 in the afternoon. And so, what day is it? What is it? Saturday. So two two main questions. One, everyone healthy and good? Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Everyone's, everyone's healthy. Baby's question, healthy. Mum's healthy. Two, question two, what strings are you pulling to be able to be recording a podcast two days after your kid's born? Well, I guess it's not our first rodeo, is it? No. So... We've got a, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old running around, wanting yeah. to go to skate parks and still wanting to go to their centre stage and do all their things. So you just keep pulling the, the truck. Yeah. yeah. It's such a different experience having all this space uh, and a house. When Phoenix was born was nine years ago, we were in a tiny, tiny flat in London. Didn't have a car, taxi back from Waterloo. It was... It was awesome. It was all part of the experience, but yeah. this, is, this is just so different. It's very idyllic so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it's. Is. I mean, you know what it's like. You just, I don't know. I get a bit obsessed. You just want them to be healthy, and you want, you know, yeah. everyone to be okay. And it's almost like a relief. Yeah. And now, a release. I had, I had draw back the curtain yet again. That's what we're up to on out of time. As we we give you a peek inside. Uh, so obviously, when Scout was born, uh, you yeah. had you'd sent me a little picture. You know everything's looking good, and now two days later, I'm talking about ten minutes ago, uh, you said maybe I could even do the podcast holding him, and I was like, wait a minute, him? I had, I was under the assumption that Scout was a girl, actually a boy. Yeah, did I not say that he was a boy? Did I just? But I knew he was a boy. Did I not tell you yeah, that you were having one? I, I don't know. I you maybe told I me you knew the sex and you knew the you had the name already in hand. We've had names months before with all of our kids. Right. Uh, even with Indy, who we didn't find out the sex on, either way, it was going to be Indy. Right. Because yeah. it's a now is, unisex is name. she Indiana? Or is no, she, she is. It, well, this is. In, uh, you're a bit of a you know a speech grammar police, so you won't like this. But what? her her name is Indiana. Yes. Spelt the normal way, yes. but. Uh, for school and all of her books and every yep. day we just call her Indy. So when but you we came do up not with the spell name... it I N D I. We spell it I N D Y, which well, effectively is uh, a new name. Would. Yeah, but but when you came up with the name Indiana, were you under the assumption that you were going to call her Indiana in everyday life, or were you always thinking, oh, we'll probably just call her Indy? We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think we knew we were going to call her Indy, but... So why not just name visually, her? Visually, but uh, because it's I actually do call her Indiana quite a lot as well. I just think it's... Yeah, no, it's know. a quality name. Love it. That's absolutely one of my favourites. So, but you you certainly wouldn't like it if you look at it written down and it's I-N-D-I. No, that doesn't I don't know. Right. I think it's terrible. just because I've, I've had so much Indiana Jones put into me. Yeah. I only see it with a Y. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that obviously came from Indiana Jones, Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, fine. Yeah. That's perfect. So um, I've got a daughter. And when we were deciding on names... Yeah. For a girl, we got lucky. We had, you know, Evelyn. Did you we know had... you were having a girl? We did, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, my missus said on multiple occasions, if she had had had... had have had a boy she'd have, a lot of de- hats. She, she'd have been devastated so if it had been a boy i don't know what would have happened yeah so girl's name we had a couple we agreed on however the other problem of her not wanting a boy is when we wrote a list of boys names there was not one single name we agreed on so i'm just going to hit you with my my top list of boys names that i wanted these were uh, augustus theodore horatio alpheus wilson harrington Dante, Thaddeus, Francisco, Sinjin, Kinsley, Stop. Stop. and my favourite two that I wanted were Remington and Apollo. Okay, and okay. Quick, I need a collective term. What? There's a theme there. What is it? I, strong I already... names. Strong no. names is a theme. Okay, they Alpha are. Alpha Stride. I mean, they are... if that kid's not famous, I don't know what's happening. They are all strong names. I can already hear Emma just laughing at those. They are. They're kind of like... Well, just old school, aristocrat. I don't. Yeah, sort of, but they're they're like stately. Yeah. Right in. <laughs> let dude, us know which put, one of those. Go back geez. in time. Do the thirty second rewind thing on your on your on your iPod player, or whatever it is. People, iPods. People don't have iPods anymore, do they? On your pod player and uh, listen to those names again. Write in. Let us know which ones you would have picked. But chief, when you put stride on the end of anything, yeah. it you know it sounds yeah. Reming, Remington stride. I mean, if that yeah, kid's they're quite, that's quite porn starry. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we didn't get that, so that's not a problem. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to ask you what else you've been up to, but in fact, you've been up to quite a lot because uh, being, being a father again is not holding you back because mm-hmm. you've been watching films. I see. But before we get on to Letterbox, I just want to tell you something quickly i did message you this um when you hit the age of 40 in the uk the nhs which is the national health service for those who don't know give you a free health check now i'm actually 44 so i don't know what they've been waiting on four years till they gave me one but it's a backlog got a letter in the post said look you're you can come for this free health check so i was like fine you know go and get myself uh you know a little mot mot on the chief so booked an appointment uh, 8 a.m on a saturday and uh, got to Sunday, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about that appointment, so I missed it. So I phoned him up, rescheduled, and the next week, for again, at 8 a.m., and I went to Green Rith Lane Surgery, and it was actually supposed to be at Rith Green Lane Surgery. Now, these are two surgeries that are about a mile, not even a mile, about half a mile apart, and yet one's called Green Rith Lane and one's called Rith Green Lane. So get your name in, you know, sort that out for a start. I booked it again for the following Saturday and forgot that appointment again. And then oh, I booked it. For God's it. sake, I do you need to go the... to the hospital about some sort of other condition? I booked, I booked it for the fourth time last Saturday and I turned Stop up, on, it. Turned up okay. on time. Good. And, so that uh, took four times. Four times. I could have been dead by then. So anyway, they, <laughs> they did my like did my blood pressure, which they were happy with. Did my BMI, which I came out as overweight. I was 25.1. Everyone so, does, man. Because muscle is heavier than fat, and they don't take that into account. And not BMI I'm, is a bit old school. I'm not saying I'm stacked and I'm, you know, roided up, but you know, I'm, you know, I think that that is not a, a clear indication. And then the other one they did was cholesterol. Uh, my bad cholesterol was a good three point two or something, and five is kind of the the where you tip over into the bad. And but my good cholesterol was right on the five level. Right. And she's like, oh, you're eating too many avocados and nuts. And I'm thinking, yeah, I do eat a lot of avocados and nuts. And uh, yeah. she explained to me what what can good happen if you, if you have too many good fats, but I didn't really understand her explanation. So I was just nodding going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. didn't understand. Did uh, she not, you know, bend you over the desk and no, get you cough and cough? No, you don't get any of that. But she did no. do a printout for me and said, 
Uh, an average male of your age in the UK has a 2.4% chance of getting cardiovascular disease, 2.4%. You, I sir, like those have, odds. you sir, have 2.6%. So uh, I thought I was a, a prime, healthy individual. But, um, well, I think I, you are. If you got your, your odds of a heart attack are 2.6, this is pretty low. Yeah, but the average male, 2.4, the average male I see on the street needs to get on the diet and drop that KFC bucket straight away. <laughs> but um, anyway... <laughs> Resolution well, I've got, wise, I, I, I've got resolu- one of those to look forward to in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, you have when you hit forty. Well, maybe forty-four if there's a backlog. Uh, I've started learning Japanese. Oh, okay, mushy mushy. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, it's another <laughs> one of my New Year's resolutions. At the start of the year, I downloaded this app called Duolingo. Basically, gives you a little quiz every every day if you want to. And I've been, I tried learning this about ten years ago uh, via some. Not Rosetta Stone, Pimsleur, I think it was. It was like an audio audio learning, and yeah. I I did it for about a week and dropped off. But I'm always, I'm fascinated by Japan. I want to. Re- I'm desperate to go over there. I love that culture. Oh, just we've been fascinated. over there. Have you? Incredible. Yeah, we took the whole family over there and did the whole country and bullet trained around. Um, I hate this term, but it was a bit of a bucket list thing for me. Right. I've been obsessed with Japan. Yeah. For a long time, but more so like Tokyo and Tokyo is great. But then when we sort of got out and you see this whole rural aspect to it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we even did like some coastal stuff, which was really cool. Are you familiar with the term kawaii? No. Are you not? No. Like, it, well, it sort of basically means too cute or cute in Japanese, but it's okay. a whole cultural scene. So when you're a family with two blonde haired kids, you basically get loads of Japanese girls and kids <laughs> just screaming kawaii right. constantly at them. So okay. um, Interesting. Yeah. I won't get any of that. I mean, Chief, it's a very tricky language, I think, for a yeah. 44-year-old that's just <laughs> had a health check. All right. Well, th- th- you know, that I'll be honest with you. That resolution is not going well. So I'll, I'll try and put these resolutions into a table and I'll, I'll have an update next week. But I'm um, not going well. I wanted to go over for the Olympics, although that might now get oh, cancelled. Wait, is that, was that June, July? Around uh, summer, yeah? Yeah, but that, there's talk of that being cancelled. But I was thinking when the Olympics were in uh, London 2020, uh, 2012, sorry. You didn't um, make the most I, of it. Well, I didn't go. I didn't. All my mates went and bought tickets. But I was like, the problem I've got is I take two weeks off for the Olympics or 16 days, whatever it is. Uh, every time, every every four years, plus winters as well. I've done mm-hmm. that since Beijing 2008. I like and, that, that you do that. That's and great. what I do is I have two TVs and a laptop on all at the same time so I can watch yeah. uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, weightlifting and swimming. You know, yeah. Because it's all events going on at the same time. I want to consume it all. So I get up at seven, go down, get a newspaper, get a croissant, come back, do some research. I put bets on every single event. Uh, and then watch from 7am through to like 8pm. 8, 8 then I watch the highlights package for yeah. 16 days straight. So London 2012 would have been great, obviously, because there's no time difference for the Chief. No, yes. And now, it, what's and the if situation I'm, if I'm, with Tokyo? If I'm, if I'm at an event, though, in the London 2012, I'm missing out on other stuff. That's why I prefer to watch it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so London, so Tokyo, I wanted to go over, learn the language and go over and you know be there for the Olympics. But then cost was just like, it's not worth it. I'm just going to learn Obscene. it in my own time and go yeah. over and do the, the cultural thing. But time-wise, we're looking at, I think it's, it's either 9 or 11 hours. So it will start at around 11 p.m. UK time. So I'm taking those two weeks off work. Um, okay. Start watching at 11 p.m., finish at 9 a.m. Ish. Because, yeah, me and Phoenix want to stay up for the all the sk- skateboarding. But yeah. 
Yeah. Time difference is a concern. Yeah. And also, if, the other, if it the even other, goes ahead, Chief. Yeah, if it goes ahead. The other issue I had was my missus said, I've got a friend in Sweden. We're going out to Sweden for a week. And I was like, yeah, but this is the right on the start. No, it's 20, I think Olympics is 24th of July because I remember the holiday. She said, we're going to go on the 24th of July. And I was like, yeah, but that's the Olympics. I can't, I'm not going to Sweden hey, on holiday. Hey, you, you chuck a good three hours off that time difference. She did not speak to me for about three days when I said, I'm not going to Sweden because I want to watch the Olympics anyway. Chief in the doghouse. Oh, oh, oh. I digress. Uh, what are we doing next? Are we talking about movies or... No, 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 Chief, I am absolutely parched. I'm so goddamn thirsty. I've got a cola right here. Let's just go straight oh. into Cola Chaos. Cola Chaos. Uh. Right, well, right, you're, the, you're the thirsty man on deck, so you tell me what you've got and crack it open, son. Okay, I've got a Sublime Lime Diet Coke. What is that? Uh, Sublime, I'm s- is it called Sublime Lime? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's called Sublime Lime. I, if I'm going to the cinema, I always have lime, lime Coke. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Mm. Oh, God. I wish it wasn't Diet Coke. That's a shame. Yeah, go on. It's a, it's a lime fest, yeah, which is good, good, but it's yeah. barely made of fizz when I cracked it. There's no bubbles. It actually looks flat. Oh, have you so... poured it into a glass? Mm-mm. How do you know it looks flat, then? Because I'm looking at it in the bottle, dude, and there's absolutely... Oh, a bottle? I thought it was a can. No, it just looks like coffee. There's nothing going on. Okay. What's your fizz bangage? Well, it's low. Wait. Uh, it's a five. Okay. But it has quenched the thirst or not? Yeah, it's quenched the thirst, but I don't know why it has to be Diet Coke. Can't they make full fat Coke? So when you're saying you go to lime. the movie, you go to the, the movie plex and you're buying a lime drink. You're no, buying... no, no. What you do is you've got the Coke machine and then you can put it a hint of whatever the goddamn got want. Got like it. 20 different hints and I just hit lime. Yeah. Uh, I was in a bit of a panic station because um, I've gone through five different colas so far and we both thought at the beginning of the show when we thought, oh, let's do a little cola segment. There's millions of colas out there outside no. of Coke and Pepsi. Although the two I you've think... had so far, one's been a Pepsi, one's been a Coke. But I thought there's loads of indie kind of crafty colas. I'm struggling. Now, I did find a few on Holland and Barrett online, went into the store and they don't do them. And I'm reluctant to pay £1.89 for the bottle and four quid shipping. I'm reluctant to pay five quid for a drink for the show. However, mm. I did go onto uh, a website and bought a 24 case of Gunner Steelworks Cola and Ginger for 15 quid. <sighs> so I bought, I basically paid 15 quid for this, ep- this one episode. Steelworks. Yeah, have you seen that before? No. All right. I'm gonna Sounds crack, great. I'm going to crack it open. While I do that, I'm going to take a picture and just WhatsApp it to you. And then... I what, is it going to quench your thirst we'll, after a we'll hard it, day in the steel factory? So it says, crafted with character. Gunner Steelworks, colour and ginger. This enchanting little thirst slayer was originally created by Cape Town Steelworkers, who mixed cola tonic with ginger beer and bitters to create this delicious recipe. It was the perfect way to extinguish their thirst after a hot day in a very hot place. Here we go. Right. That did not sound great. No fizz. It's like a ring pull can thing. Ring pull? Couldn't be well, a you ring know, pull. You know what I mean? Like a, not ring pull, like a can yeah. with a standard thing. Right, here we go. Yeah, it's good. Two men chugging fizz drinks. Quite gingery and a little more gingery than colery. Maybe too gingery. Nice though, giving it a seven. Do you think the reason we can't find loads of colas is because of government sanctions on fizzy drinks or something? Because I remember there being so many. Not and sure. I just I can't find anything apart from Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. 
<laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> well, I've I've stretched out. I've gone I've gone six deep so far. Right now, what I want do want to talk about is uh, movies. Uh, we are both well on the way to oh. two hundred, and it turned and into some. a battle. Me versus you. Going, I can't think. Coming out of last week, I think I closed the gap on you to one. However, even with a new baby, you've actually extended that gap from one to three. I think. No, last week I was on the ropes, man. <laughs> you had me all I was over behind, the place, but but you made significant gains. Yeah, but this week you've extended the gap back to four. Somehow. Well, yeah, because on the weekend. Gee, we, I'm looking at this. You watched three movies on the 22nd. Me and Phoenix did Back to the Future Marathon. Right. And I, I did, I was, you know, playing the game. I was yeah. like, right, enough's enough. Right, I've, I've, got got your, a- I've got your letterbox here. Oh, hit me, hit me. So you started the week with Back to the Future. Yes. Okay, five out of five. You then went to Back to the Future 2, four and a half. You then went to Back to the Future 3, four and a half. Yeah, we did Back to the Future 2 and 3. Me and Phoenix did Back to Back. So we did yeah. Back to the Future on the Friday then finished the trilogy. Yeah. Then that night, I watched The Dark Knight Rises, which Certainly did. I love. I don't. People don't like that film. Uh, then I watched True Grit, the remake, which you I like. Interestingly, I've just started a Coen Brothers season. Okay, so. I find them very hit and miss. Okay. Then I thought I'd try and do what you do, which yeah. is just pick, pick something. Stuff. Yeah. Look at the cover. Like, yeah, that's a film. Yeah. I'll watch it. Not doing that, that again, back, are you? That, that backfired when I watched 13 <laughs> Hours, which is a Michael Bay movie about a bunch of um, hired guns that are trying to protect a US embassy. Yeah. True story, apparently. One okay. and a half stars. Yeah. So Ouch. bad. Yeah. Then I watched Ex Machina, which was a tonic for that. Yeah. So then I did Trading Places because you did it. Yes. No, no. no. I, did, I, I did Coming to America. Yeah, and we fell out. You did Trading Places. Then I did trading places and you did come into america so we flip reversed yeah. it we had a falling yeah. out which we'll come on to in a minute after i've given my version yeah so i'm doing a bit of an eddie murphy season i did trading places yeah. then i did ferris Bueller's day off with phoenix then i did coming to america then beverly hills cop and beverly hills cop 2 and i think tonight i'm gonna watch beverly hills cop 3 oh my goodness i've only seen that movie twice I saw it with you once. Serious? Yeah, because uh, I didn't realise I'd seen it with you. We we didn't see it at the cinema, but I think we rent. I rented it from the post office, and you were you were not happy. That could when, be in the top ten worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I did. I so I did Beverly Hills Cop, and then I did Beverly Hills Cop Two, which yeah, yeah I think we're going to have to add to our underappreciated sequel because I did some research, and people do not like that film. What? <laughs> Everyone likes that, don't they? When I was a kid, I just thought one and two were basically yeah, the same. They're like back to backers. <laughs> Yeah. You're telling me people don't like it? Uh, I am telling you that, yeah. I think it might be the Tony Scott effect. I didn't realise that it's a different director, and it is a bit more sort of action-y. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, playing, it, they're playing it up a little bit more. But... A lot of sunsets, very Tony Scott, but it's incredible, obviously. Let's just talk about Coming to America, because I get an alert on my phone. Chief's watched a film. He's yeah. given it a bad... Not a bad. It's not even a bad rating. I'll give it three give stars. It? It, yeah, but I expect you to give it more. Now then, in my head, this was the... I haven't seen this movie probably for about 10 years. I'm, a, I'm an Eddie Murphy fan, but I haven't seen this movie for about 10 years. I remember we watched it religiously as kids, didn't we? Mm. Um, and in my head, I'm thinking this will be a four-star minimum. And this was kind of like, after he'd done the kind of bit more outlandish stuff of Raw and Delirious and the out-and-out laughs of Trading Places and Beverly Hills Cop kind of thing, this almost... In my head, it was like a, a coming-of-age Eddie Murphy flick. 
And when I watched it and gave it three stars, I was like, this is just not as funny as I remember it. I think I laughed out loud once in the whole movie. Now, See, I've given I it three stars, I which is actually... laughed all the way through. Three stars is actually... You know, and that's not saying I don't like the movie at all. That's like saying it's, you know, an above-average movie. But No, what it, we're saying here is we both expected it to be higher. You gave it four, though. Yeah, which is... I mean, it's a four-star film. Like, like you know, you called me up straight away, as as always. If I do a thing, you get an alert, and you're like, "Oh shit, I got to talk to Chief about this." And you were like, "Look, it's got to be rated higher than that, based on the uh, barbershop scenes alone." Now, those barbershop scenes are amazing. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good, but compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. He bit Joe Lewis's ass. That's right. He did whoop Joe Lewis's ass. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. I don't know how old he was, but he got his ass whooped. Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. The man was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. Oh, man, you ain't never meet no Frank Sinatra. The bit on stage with Randy, Randy Watson and the Reverend Brown. with Sexual senior chocolate. Hall. Sexual chocolate. There's a god somewhere. Somewhere. Um, you know, that is all incredible stuff. But they, to me, they felt like kind of Saturday Night Live skits. No, push back. I push back. Movie. No, I, I feel like in Trading Places, the scene at the end on the train, that is a sketch and felt shoehorned. Yeah. Whereas yeah. nothing in Coming to America, I didn't think felt like a sketch. The only thing I was disappointed in in Trading Places was... Dan Aykroyd's character in that train scene, I was like, that character couldn't do that, yeah. what he's doing. He's black-faced do you know up what I mean? being Jamaican from yeah, where, where not... his starch-assed uh, corporate you know, yeah. persona for the first 75% of the movie. And then he's that guy. I was like, no, I don't see that leap. That's yeah. a I gave it four and a half stars person. trading places. I dropped it down half a percent, half a mark for the, the Aykroyd blackface and the, you know kind of Murphy homophobia from the early part of the movie and, you know, a bit of... Uh... It was interesting watching that again because there's so much stuff there that I wasn't picking up on when I was younger, but it's... um, They're tackling some issues, aren't they, in trading places? Yeah, yeah. Socially, racially, yeah. but all all in a mostly positive way, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, I th- yeah, you know, th- I think it's... It'd be interesting to see what I give Beverly Hills Cop because... You know, that's a four and a half stars trading places. I think Beverly Hills Cop is either going to be four and a half or five for me, but we'll see when I do get to watch that. The last bit that I want to say about coming to America is that first 25 minutes is just so boring. It's so uh, do you boring. Not think do you not think James L. Jones is really funny? He is good in it, but it's just all that stuff in Africa, just uh, no interest. Um, other stuff I watch quickly. Wow. We, we want to move on. We've got a lot of stuff yeah. to cover this week. Teen Titans go to the movies. I give three stars. I thought it was very funny. Spartan, that's a David Mamet movie with Val Kilmer, two and a half, not as good as I remembered. Death of Stalin from 2017, you seen that? Three stars. Oh, I own it, love it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Batman Ninja, it's an animated, and the first, if you watch the first five minutes, you're like, this is the absolute shiz, this is going to be amazing. Batman's been teleported with the villains back to uh ninja times in uh, feudal Japan. There's going to be samurais right. and shoguns, and it ends up being massive transformer robot kind of things at the end it's weird 
just too weird. In, and not in a good way. No. Back to the Future 3, I give five stars. We'll come on to that in a minute in more depth. Total Recall, the remake, I give three stars. You weren't happy with that. We had a call. Unwatchable. That uh, was a call. That was that a late was, call. That was a late call. Uh, Jim and Andy, the great beyond, featuring a very uh, Tony Clifton appearance. Um, I liked that. I thought that was good. Yeah. And then I watched yesterday Hail Caesar, Coen Brothers. I'll give three stars. I don't remember liking that that much. It was a little bit, it was like, it was one hour 36 or something like that. So it was you know, perfect for me trying to get fit movies they, in. Yeah, they make short films. And the Josh Brolin as the main character, that thread running through was really good. But it felt like, you know, there's Scarlett Johansson has got like five minutes. And um, who's the... Who's the fat dude in um, Moneyball and he's lost a lot of weight? Jonah Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got like two minutes scene. There's Channing load... Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum's in it. He's actually Clooney. really good in it in, uh, uh, as, the, as the, the dancer guy. But um, yeah. it just felt like a lot of things were kind of stapled in together and it's definitely not one of the best. But anyway, the outcome of all this is Chief is now on 38 movies. Ben is on 42. You had a 12 movie week there, so you you eclipsed my 10, my 11 movie high. So you set the benchmark for 12 in a week, and you're four ahead of me. Yeah, I was playing the game this week. I was With going a kid. in, so you know that's impressive. Kudos, cap off to you, sir. I was going in two footed, I have to say. But Chief, we're going to let's face it. If this, if we maintain this vigorous pace, we are going to blast 200 films oh, we're sm- by we're smashing August. 200. Now that was my resolution to watch 200. That was never yours, but we're both going to smash that. You know, you kind of tagged onto it thinking, I can do that. And then you thought, wait a minute, this might be harder. And now you're like, yeah, this is easy. So, yeah. So, at some point, we might set a new target of 250 or something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, at the moment, the target is still 200. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a quick catch-up on Flashback. If you were here with us last week, you'll remember that we plugged in the old Flashback 16-bit classic uh, game. I was playing it on the SNES. Ben's playing it on the Switch emulator. Before we get to that, I'm going to give some very quick Battlefront banter shout-outs here. I messaged a guy back on the 21st of February, and his name was Surlier, and this guy was... He was a standard uh, personal shield. I hit him with a stun a, a shot grenade froze him went in meleeed him didn't kill him hit him again didn't kill him he meleeed me even though he's supposedly frozen and killed me so i hit him with a hacker reported and he said i am hacking question mark and that was a, a week ago then i played just before we came on the pod i was waiting for you so i played again and i got into a game with this guy yet again and he did the same exactly the same thing exactly the same thing again shield stun melee blah 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 so i sent a hacker reported and he said the same thing again am i hacking question mark so he got a hacker report. Ah, he got a hacker report. He might be me. winning that. Uh, then he said, "Be careful with re- be careful with reports." I warned you. Okay. <gasps> There's only one thing that's going to happen there. He's going to get another hacker reporting message from me, which he did. Uh, then he said, "Stop spamming, or you will get reported." So <gasps> then he gets Uh-oh. a then he gets a hacker reported message, and uh, that was it. He, he then you know he feared for his life, so he he he, he backed off. Well, you might have gone higher up. You might have gone to Sony. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, and just one more. Um, this guy here, I can't remember what he did, but his name is Legtra. This was back on the 21st of Feb. I said, hacker reported. He said, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him with kindness. Yeah, That's what he's kindness. thinking. Um, but uh, <laughs> we'll, i tell you what we will. We're, we, we've got a lot of said. We've got a lot of show to cover, so we'll go into this in more depth next week. But there may be a conversion onto Battlefront 2 coming our way. Uh, more details to come stay tuned for that 
But quickly, let's talk about a bit of retro replay. Retro replay. It's time to game. It's time to play. Fire up the console with no delay. Man, that's tough, you'll hear us say. It's Chief and Ben with Retro Replay. Replay, replay, replay. Right, Chief. Now, I've been playing a lot of Flashback, yeah. and when I'm playing it, I do spend a lot of my time thinking about you playing it without being able to rewind. And you're thinking, is this man still alive? Does he still have a because working snares, or has he smashed it? I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm flying through it, but, you know, obviously I'm dying constantly and then yeah. just rewinding. So do you think, and... do, you, do you ever ponder and think, if I were to die without this rewind functionality and I had to go back to the beginning of this level, <laughs> on, I, I don't know. Now. I think possibly, Chief, where, where are you in this game? And I'm preparing myself to laugh here. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah, Chief, are you st- Are you on level one? I am on level one. I have played it. I have played it again quite a you lot. Probably logged ten hours. Now, now the what is a giving me a boost and b crushing my soul is that I got quite far. I got very far that I thought into the level of level one, died and thought. This is breaking my soul. So I went back on, and I'm not using the guide. I went back onto the guide on the YouTube walkthrough, and it turns out that I literally died about two screens before the end of level one. So that's good because I know I was almost there, and then it was crushing because I was like, I was almost there. Now, I do find as you move up. So now I can, I know I can do level one. I can do level one, which is the main thing. Well, you, you, you haven't experienced this yet, but as you move through the levels, you don't really get a. A fade to black, a score, and then a very clear stage two. You just move on right. to another screen. Interesting. And it just puts a little tick in the corner, which is a, a save. So I don't actually know what level I'm on, but I think it's very, very near the end. Um, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I was but say, I don't how know. How are you finding? Obviously, the gameplay, the, the movement, the, the fluidity, the animation is all very good. Is there much story coming out of it? Because Obviously, no, there's do you know what? Much, there's not. There's no cutscenes in terms of actual spoken dialogue or anything. Oh, you, uh, don't tell me you're no. queuing the cutscenes. No, no. There's written dialogue that you have to take on board. Yeah. There's a story, but what I'm getting, I do you thought understand be, it. Mm, I thought I'd be really into the story. It's very cool, but what I'm more into is the insane satisfaction that comes from doing a sequence really well and like really fluid, because you have to sort of you're hitting everything a few microseconds before you need to do it yes that is in a weird way when you do a run as in a sequence of moves maybe five or six oh it does feel like a a really nice flow yeah when you run you jump you duck you pull your shooter you turn you fire it's so it's really satisfying now i think it's one of those things where at first the controls are an absolute nightmare and then when you dial them in and sort of get into the sync with them, it uh, feels very normal. But then when you play something else that's very instant, it's like, whoa, flashback operates a good two seconds, you know, behind itself. Yeah. But I'm still really enjoying it. What I've been trying to think is if I'd have bought this game back in the day for 45 quid, because I was, I was worried about last ability, but then 
I'm playing it. I'm whizzing through it. Yeah, of course. But you're still on. You're still on level one. Yeah, and so, I've probably put in about. I'm going to say five hours. I reckon. I mean, that's pretty good. Still on level one. Yeah, because even if you can speed run it in one hour thirty-six. But chief, chief, I, I worry about the future, man. I mean, yeah. There's certain bits where I mean, I'm just rewinding maybe twenty times on a teeny bit. I mean. So I will be honest with you. Time is a bit of a premium. Um, I'm still putting aside time to do stuff like this, play these retro games. However, I foresee at some point in time I will be broken and in Well, let's the, document in, that in, when in that the, happens. I want to know. The, in the expectation and my desire to see this game through, I will end up just watching that YouTube playthrough for an hour 36. I'll just watch that and that will be my playthrough. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Now, Chief, last week we spoke a lot about controller and pad destruction. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Now, I want to know, have you still got any of that in you? Oh, pad or destruction. Or have you aged out at 44? Uh, I have, yeah, I have not destroyed a pad. At one point, I had bought in, before Game took them over, there was a, there was a, a chain called Game Station. Mm-hmm, Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Not, not really. No, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a second. Like a, I've just a, remembered it. I've just remembered it. Yeah, it was kind of yes. an orange and black kind of logo yeah. branding, and they were selling a lot of Saturn games. And so I bought like I think ten copies of Sega Rally for ninety nine p. What do you need ten copies for, Chief? To smash it up. Oh, so that when I'm playing Sega Rally and I can't beat the time that I've been trying for four hours to beat, I can then take that disc out and just snap it and be satisfied. And you're safe with your times because they're in the memory chip, yeah? Yeah, and I know they're I've got 10 other s- copies that I can just keep snapping when I need to. Oh, man. But that's a long... I'm li- I haven't literally done that. looking at a copy of that game right now, but oh, with no means to play it. Are you kidding me? Because that is all-time <sighs> top 10, all format, all console, all all games. We'll co- I'll tell you what, we'll do that as, a, as another episode. Yeah, let's we'll, write down we'll each other's our, top 10s. Yeah. No, no, because I want to guess what yours are. We played Sega. This is a. I tell you what, we'll save this for another chat. The Sega Saturn. We played Sega Rally Time Trial. Literally, oh, anyway. oh my word! Sega Rally will be a spotlight yeah, soon. That's another. That's a chat for another time. But um, mm. yeah. Let's. Uh, um, there'll be more flashback updates next week. Hopefully, Ben's completed it. Hopefully, uh, I'm, oh, dude, I'm, I'm on the precipice. Alive. I mean, it okay. could be. I could do it after this pod. Yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need to now talk about uh, an underrated, unappreciated sequel. Ray, let's close this place up so you can buy me a calzone. Gentlemen, which of you is the leader of your gang? All I have to say is that no one really cares. This movie sucks. This movie sucks. Chief and Ben are on a movie-watching mission, but has nostalgic love clouded their vision. They're picking a franchise where the first one was a winner, but the sequel's maligned and considered a stinker. Listen as they talk to see if it's great. Join them for the journey as they set the world straight. Set the world straight, straight, straight. From out of the west, in a cloud of dust, a thunder of hooves, and a mighty... Great Scott. I know, this is heavy. Indians! This summer, Marty and Doc go back one more time for their greatest adventure of all. Doc's living in the past. Just try it, Tenet! But he's about to be history. What kind of a future do you call that? I'm going back to 1885, and I'm bringing you home. It's the last roundup. Come on, run, It's the final showdown. Hey, lighten up, jerk. Where Marty makes a name for himself. What's your name, dude? Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. 
What kind of stupid name is that? Doc meets his mate. You saved my life. I'm a brown at your service. And Tannen meets his match. I'll hunt you and shoot you down like a duck. It's dog, Buford. Shoot him down like a dog. Michael J. Fox. Where'd you learn to shoot like this? 7-Eleven. Christopher Lloyd. There's a fella that can't hold his liquor. And Mary Steenburgen. I never ever met a man like you before. <clears throat> Gentlemen, excuse me, but my friend and I have to catch a train. This summer, Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis invite you... Come on, Barney! ...to the Rough Rider, Rip Roar, Rootin' Tootin', Straight Shootin'... It's a hold-up! It's a science experiment! Back to the Future, Part 3. Now, look, this might not be as on the nose as some of the other ones we've done. Yep. People might be thinking, Back to the I love Back to the Future 3. But I'm kind of just going from my perspective growing up, this was always the one that when you were sitting there, you'd never put in. I... And if you were with a group of people, yep. no, it's like, oh, let's put two on, let's put one on. No one would watch Back to the Future 3. I am 100% considered... in your camp on this. And yeah. I agree with you that when we were kind of in those teen years, the the original was obviously beloved. The second one, that futuristic content was a heavy vibe and a heavy pull yeah the western setting was just not for our 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 era it was just like no. what are you talking about however too much doc yeah however we'll come into that in a second right i'm just going to break it down my numbers just to give people some context so back to the Please future do. 1985 19 million dollar budget it did 211 million domestic and 388 worldwide and it got a 96 uh, critic on Rotten Tomatoes, 94 by audience. Now, Back to the Future 2, 2 and 3 were actually filmed back-to-back, weren't they? They certainly were, which was way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Zemeckis actually said that he had... There was one three-week period where he had an issue where he was editing 2 whilst also starting production on 3. Love that. Um, there was a three-week hellish period, he said. Um, they both had a $40 million budget, 2 and 3. Two what? did 119 domestic and 335 total worldwide. Now, no, I'm thinking three did more, did it? Uh, 335 million, and let's bear in mind the first one did 388, so it's about 50 million down on the first one. Mm -hmm, uh, that mm -hmm. came out in 1989, so it's four years after. Interestingly, on Rotten Tomatoes, the second one gets 65 on uh, critic score, 85 on audience score, and that kind of backs up what we were saying that people that makes complete to sense. The second one. From Critics don't like the second no, one. The third one, like I said, 40 million budget. Uh, just to recap, domestic, the first one, 211. The second one, 119. The third one, 88. Flop. Wow. And, and it did 246 million total. Now, that's 90 million down on the second one and 140 million down on the first one. I uh, think that's because, just, just like you said, I think it's the setting. Yeah. Western films are for, you know, old timers. Old men, yeah. 79 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and 78 for Joe Public. So it is the worst rated by Joe Public. So um, it kind of ties in with what we're saying. But Chief, you're not Joe Public. In the US, you gave it five. In the US, it came out six months after the second one, which is right. interesting. Wow. Yeah. Not even a year. Because I, I, I know they shot it back to back, but I assumed that it was a, a staggered by a year. Yeah. Now, you are right. I did give this five out of five. This is, that surprised me. This is an incredible movie. This was actually the sixth highest 
ranked movie in terms of box office of 1990. Do you want to try and name the top five that, that beat it? Wait, in 1990? Yeah. Uh, uh, first one is, it's not a rom-com, it's a, it's a, it's a, dra- it's a love story drama. Um, Patrick Swayze. Um, Dirty Dancing, no, Ghost. Ghost, yeah. The second yeah. one is a kid-fronted comedy. We used to watch this a lot, 1990. Adult, it's a, it's a kid star, then he hit the drugs. Right. There was a couple of sequels for this. A couple of sequels for it? What the heck was it, Chief? Uh, he used to hang out sequels? with Michael Jackson. Like Corey Haim? No, no. Lost Boys? No. Lost Boys. License to Drive? No. <laughs> There's no sequels. I don't, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stuck. Home Alone. Ah, Home Alone. Oh, that's poor. Um, three is a... It's another kind of romantic drama. Richard Gere. Pretty Woman. Yes. Four won the Oscar for Best Picture. Mm, what won Best Picture in 90? It's a f***ing long one. Excuse my language. It's a three-hour one. <laughs> it's a three-hour beast. I need, I need something more. Uh, the actor, uh, the, the, the actor, the lead actor directed it. He's main... Costner, Dancing with Wolves. There you go. You fan of that or not? Uh, I haven't seen it for a long time. No. I put it on my watch list. Number five. I, mean, I remember you liking that, I think. Yeah, I think I did. Number five. This is incredible. This was an R-rated movie, I think, that made the number uh. five. I just watched the remake. Oh, jeez. Total Recall. Total Recall. How did that make the fifth best movie, fifth highest ranked movie in 1990? Because Arnie was a bankable star, man. Incredible There was a big buzz about that film. Yeah, and all those, effectively, all those beat out Back to the Future 3. You hit on one point here. This has got a lot of Doc Brown in it. And for me, that is why it gets five stars. Yeah, because he's incredible. Because Christopher Lloyd in this role is literally amazing. There's nothing else. There's no other film role I can think. It's so unique what he's doing yeah. with that character. And I didn't realise until I watched like the, the making of and stuff. He was a really sort of well-respected and well-regarded like theatre guy and very, a serious actor. Yeah. What he did with Doc Brown, I think, is amazing. He is my favourite thing about Back to the Future now yeah. when I watch it. I mean, I've written, down, I've written down a few key words here. One of them is characterisation. Now, even even Marty, I mean, you know, to, to take the kind of generic teenager role and he's really, really likeable. Now, I don't like a lot of these teen roles in movies. I find the leads kind of very unlikable, but I love Marty McFly. He is he's a legend and, you know, yeah. Doc Brown and... Even, you know... Their dynamic is so sort of sweet. And yep. I feel like if it was done today, people would be like, oh, that's, it's weird. Why is he hanging out with this old guy? Yeah. And so, Marty, I now say farewell and wish you Godspeed. You've been a good, kind and loyal friend to me. And you've made a real difference in my life. I will always treasure our relationship and think on you with fond memories, warm feelings and a special place in my heart. Your friend in time, Doc M&L Brown, September 1st, 1885. I never knew I could write anything so touching. No, Doc, it's beautiful. There's just something very wholesome about it, isn't there? Their relationship. And then you've got Biff or Buford, Buford Tannen. I mean, incredible. Mad Dog, Mad Dog. dog Nobody calls me Mad Dog. Biff, Griff. It's non-stop. From the very beginning, there is no let-up. You've got this... Yes, it's, but I it, do and, love and those scenes before they get to the West. Yeah. I do love that quiet start. It's raining. You get to see Doc's mansion, which is massive where he's living yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. 
Marty's, uh, he, they're all sleeping. He's got the hoverboard. Yeah, because this, this literally, just, if you hadn't seen two, you're in a world well, of trouble. Yeah, but watching them literally back to back is just such an amazing experience. And he has to explain to Doc, oh, what's happened? It's incredible. Yeah, that's right. And they go, back from they the go in, Yeah, and they go into the, the, the cave. They read the letter. And it's like, we've got to go and get the time machine. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. They see the gravestone. So basically, Doc yeah. said, don't come back. Yeah, the letter says, don't come back and save me. But then they see the gravestone. And Doc's been, in six days' time, Buford Mad Dog Tannen's going to shoot him. So then Martin yeah. has to go back to 1888. And the attention is then ratcheted Shot right in the up. back. And then Shot in the back over a matter of $80. Yeah. And then you're what in- kind of future do you call that? Then you're invested. Then you're in, man. Oh. Yeah, you're in for a wild adventure. And when he actually does go back, you something you've never seen before in these films. It's like it's the Old West. And it's... They spent that forty million well because yeah, they they built all big, new sets because there was a there big was sets. there was a temptation to use pre existing Western built sets and they were like no we're going to build all our own sets and it, they look fantastic yeah it looks amazing it has all the aesthetics of a full tilt Western yeah that you you know you'd expect to find but just him discovering Doc I absolutely love that scene where Doc's got that insane like modded sniper rifle yeah. Yeah, he's like, I could shoot the fleas off a dog's back, Tannen, <laughs> <laughs> and it's pointed right at you. You owe me money, blacksmith. How do you figure? My horse threw a shoe. And seeing as you was the one that done the shoe, and I say that makes you responsible. Well, since you never paid me for that job, I say that makes us even. Wrong. See, I was on my horse when it threw the shoe, and I got thrown off, and that caused me to bust a perfectly good bottle of fine Kentucky red eye. So the way I figure it, blacksmith. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Oh my! Goodness. And then just those scenes where Doc in in this is the characterization bit. The pure this is pure Doc. He's built a kind of scale map, a three D setting oh, of the train, and he's like, Apolo- "Apologies, it's not that. to scale." Yeah, yeah. He apologizes in the first, second, <laughs> and third. He builds these insane <laughs> models. Yeah. I apologise for the crudeness. I haven't had time to paint it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the problem solving. It's like they've got this very simple problem. They've got the DeLorean, but the fuel line's been snagged. Yep. And he's like, gasoline's not going to be around for another, I don't know, 80 years or whatever. So they're like, right, we can't we can't pull it. Yeah. They try pulling it with a bunch of horses. Then he's like, we could wait until it f- <laughs> like the lake freezes over. <laughs> <laughs> And then they come up with the idea that they could um, push it with a train. It's and, just and that final awesome. scene, and that final scene where they do in the train pushing, that is so much more than it could have been. They, you know, it could have just literally been a train pushing the car, gets up to 80 miles an hour and it's gone. But they built oh, no, into it this amazing. whole thing about them hijacking the train and decoupling the carriages and putting in these log burners that are going to blast at three different intervals that's going to give it the boost. And then, yep. obviously, the love interest, Clara. And that's, a, that's you know, that was that didn't feel out of place at all, that love interest, because well, they connect over Jules Verne and all this kind of stuff. And it's just meaty kind of, oh, I love it. It's just, it's just yeah, adds because so much. You couldn't, I think, if you're watching them back to back, you just couldn't have had another set piece with the character of Marty at the end. Because he's just in the DeLorean, isn't he? Yeah. And Doc's doing all the cool stuff, like he's on the train yeah. and... And Marty just puts think the that... hoverboard back and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And I, I also love the bit when when Marty, when they do go back to the future, we get to see uh, Flea from the Chili Peppers as yeah. needles yeah. Yeah. in the Amazing. in the 4x4 drag race. Yeah. 
and Marty <laughs> puts it in reverse, amazing. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I think it is the perfect trilogy. It has never been messed with. There's never been any talk of a remake or a reboot. No. It really is timeless. Yeah, the score is incredible as well. Just that, that The score is off is, the charts. Yeah. I just feel very happy when I watch those films. I just, they're so, I don't know. I think I did do it wrong in that I probably should have watched one, two, and three. And now I've watched one. I, I, you know, I mentioned this before to you. I watched Back to the Future. I remember this vividly. I think I was about 13. And I watched it every day for a month, 31 days. Yeah. I watched it. I came home from school. But um, let's face it, and put it they on are some of the most. Days in a row. They are some of the most rewatchable films ever made, just because of how they are made. Now, they are... now, what happens? Can I go back and watch two now? Do you think, having done three? Jesus, yeah. I mean, me and Phoenix watch these films almost right. constantly. I'll, I'll do two next week, um, just for. But yeah. yeah, this is a five for me. Uh, you know, I'm ex- I, I, I'm expecting when I do number one, that will get a five, and number two, I'm expecting to maybe give it a four or four and a half. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think two would be your least favourite, but it's still incredible. But I, I think this is definitely one. As we mentioned, as we were growing up, this was the ugly stepchild, and now, yeah. now as we've matured and we realise the palettes have matured, have changed. This is definitely oh, it's top draw. If you, it's the perfect conclusion to that trilogy yeah. they didn't have to have doc show up in that you know the time traveling train at the end either but they did and it wasn't overkill i don't think you know it's a nice moment because doc gets to give him the the framed picture uh, and he's got his kids jules and Vern. i think that's a really nice moment and it, it's great dr brown i brought this note back from the future and now it's a race of course it's a race but what does that mean it means your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Both of you. Great stuff. And then yeah. it flashes up with just the big, the end. It's just exactly neat yeah. in a bow. Did it. So guys, get out there. Watch Back to the Future 3. Watch them all. Yeah, do it. And have a, have a good time. What, what I do want to say now is that we actually had uh, some feedback. Uh, Mr. Gareth Williams, fan of the show, said, The pod is on point. You've even got me about to watch Predator as I missed it in the day. No way was that getting past my mother. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, Does Ben's new arrival mean there's no pods for a while? And, and I replied to him saying, Nothing stops this Ben, man. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Okay, so he, he was obviously a young kid when Predator 2 came out. Must have been, yeah. But he says Predator, so I don't know if he's talking about Predator 2, which I think he might have been, because that was the episode that's just come out, uh, rather than Predator itself. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, uh, Hillbilly Harper, one of our super fans. Yeah, shout out to Hillbilly. I think he listens to Talking Joe as well, and he listens to this. He said that he really loves all the other Predator films, the Versus ones. Oh, right. interesting. Interesting. And I was like, whew, okay, I'll have to give him another watch. (laughs) He's got a strong stomach. Yeah. Did you watch the new one that came out? The um, uh, Uh, Shane Shane Black Black directed one. Yes, I did not like it. No, it wasn't meant to be great. Um, However, I did watch that at the, I think, December of last year. However, I've only been ranking movies since uh, January 1st on Letterboxd. So I cannot go in and artificially rank it. I have to rewatch it again if I want to put it on the list. 
Yeah, so uh, I think, um, interestingly, to segue into something else, uh, we're going to hopefully have a special guest next week giving us a New York Toy Fair report. But to lead into that, what I want to talk to you about now is our big toy obsession when we were growing up, and that is Kenner Star Wars figures. It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's new Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO. There's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, Kenner Star Wars. C-3PO, now, Chief, yes. were you... Did you hit the ground running with this? Were you at when these came out? Well, How old these were produced, I think, somewhere around 1978 up to about... The mid eighties, must have maybe, taken a while maybe to get to the UK. something like that. And uh, so I was, I was born in seventy five. The movie came out in seventy seven. I don't reckon I got these till I was maybe nineteen eighty. Yeah, because everyone knows that you know the story of how they couldn't meet the demand and there was a huge backlog. But I missed all of that. Of course, I was playing with the ones that my brother had, and we definitely didn't have many from the New Hope era. No. So it was very much an Empire Strikes Back, and then a, we had a lot of Return of the Jedi ones. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a few. I, had, I think I had the, I had the Vader and the Obi Wan Kenobi. I never had the I Luke knocked. from New Hope. Um, I think I had a Chewie and an R two, but it's difficult to tell. Oh, Luke I Tatooine. I don't know how much reissue there was, so I don't know if a Chewie from a New Hope. This is where our ignorance is. You know, please find it charming. Um, I don't know if there was a Chewie in a New Hope season effectively or series and then he was reissued for empire strikes back i don't oh he was reissued every single time yeah but i don't know if there were changes so i don't know the figures the chewies mm. and the r2s that i had or we had i don't know from what yeah. line or what year they were they were produced you're never a vehicle guy are you uh well i got into vehicles later down the line with these because i remember i had i think i had one at at two X-Wings, oh, um, the a TIE Fighter, an Interceptor. I got into the vehicles late, no, kind of the Return of the Jedi later Empire line kind of thing. But Did you get your AT-AT for Christmas? More than likely, yeah. It's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armoured transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT walk, its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move AT-AT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. AT-AT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and AT-AT driver and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sounds. There's even a troop compartment. New AT-AT from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. And I think every single human did. And everyone lost those two translucent kind of blasters. That oh, they were gone by Boxing yeah, Day. Underhook, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if you've got those suckers and you're selling on eBay, you get an extra 100 quid for your price. Yeah, you put your hand in, don't you? You put your hand in the, now, in the body and you've got a little kind of manoeuvre thing where you can press the button to move them back and forward and light up and move the head. Now, I know that um, in the great purge of chief's childhood you, you know all of your stuff is gone so i wanted no one in the district had a mountain bike and i wanted to be the first one to get a mountain bike and district. i sold i went to a car growing up in the hunger games i went to a car boot sale and i sold literally 150 figures and about 20 vehicles and it got me about 150 quid i think and now i bought a 
Rally Maverick mountain bike. You're just out there selling your wares. And now, Star Wars wares. now I just think, what was I doing? But, you know. I would say we've got half the figures of what we had. Okay, that's we don't still have good. A, we, don't have, we don't have any of the vehicles. And I've kind of got them displayed. I'll take some photos in the retro room. And I was toying with the idea of this year, one of my New Year's resolutions was going to be, I'm going to start collecting them, but with their weapons. I don't have any of their weapons. Right. But um, that just seems a bit daunting. Yeah. I think I've possibly got some of yours, Chief, because our thing was, I think my mum oh, put made dots us on the bottom put, or something. put nail varnish, That's it. Yeah, yeah, nail varnish on the bottom. But I can't remember whose were the varnished ones and whose weren't. I thought mine were the varnished ones, but I could be wrong. Oh, I hope they're not. Otherwise, we've got a hell of a lot of your collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did a lot of swaps. <laughs> we did a lot of swaps. Yeah, the deals that were being made as well. Chief taking advantage. A lot of three, three for ones. And <laughs> Pants down. Jeez. What I loved, we had the Rebel Transporter from Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, yeah. It was actually the Kenner figure like holder, wasn't case. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many you could get in there. I really loved that. And what, I, what got me really excited recently was when uh, the last episode of The Mandalorian, okay. they had the Kenner troop oh the, the ground the storm transport storm that push yeah at the actual one i thought that was great yeah. that they put that i'm just in looking there. at a list of figures here so wave one just out, i'm just gonna read out i'm not gonna read out all the way yeah how many wave one 1977 this was luke skywalker princess leia r2d2 Chewie, c3po darth vader stormtrooper ben kenobi han solo jawa now there was a bit of a and again this is you know collectors out there we're not we're not collectors so we don't know vinyl stuff, or cotton but collectors will tell us Jawa came with a couple of capes, didn't he? Like you said, the vinyl oh, yeah. the cotton. The cotton, I'm assuming, was the more valuable one. But uh, I never had a Jawa, so I wouldn't know. Uh, Sam People, Death Squad Commander, Greedo, Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, Warus Man, Luke Skywalker, X-Wing Pilot, R5-D4. Uh, our mate Dave texted us today, or texted me, saying he was at Barry Potter's Toy Fair in Sandown and he bought the, an original R5-D4. So there you go. Well done, Dave. Oh, well done. Uh, Death Star Droid, Power Droid, and Boba Fett. Wave one yeah. was Boba Fett. Yeah, nineteen. Wow. 19, well, nineteen seventy nine, but st- oh well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fett, no, then? I've lied. I've lied completely. I'm just, I just can't read Wikipedia. Yeah. Wave one stopped with Death Squad Commander. Wave B was Greedo, Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, Warus Man, Luke Skywalker, uh, X Wing, R Five D Four, Death Star Droid, Power Droid, and Boba Fett. Yeah, that was wave. Oh, Boba Fett was wave C. Sorry, on his own. Okay. His own figure, and then you go into look. You got an FX Dash Seven Droid. That's that kind of one with the. The white spindly arms that popped out of his body. Yeah, well, this was what was had never been done before with a with a toy line. Was that they started going into the well, not even secondary, but the you know way down yeah, the yeah. tier, like people that were getting screen time for a few seconds. Yeah. You got were you, getting you got action figure you got Dengar, and you got the two one B medical droid and stuff like that. Yeah, you know they're in, yeah. they're in like you say, it's ten second scene, crazy. Yeah, and also yeah. we did not ooh, have many ooh, from that first ooh, line. The twin pod cloud car pilot, remember him? He had like ooh. a bent arm. Intruders in Cloud City, touchdown and investigate. From Kenner's Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back collection, twin pod cloud car. Bespin guard, who is she? I'm Princess Leia. I'm being followed, Lando. Quick, get in. Lando Calrissian and other action figures each sold separately. You can open and close both cockpits and push the landing gear up. Don't worry, they'll never catch you now. Twin Pod Cloud Car from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. 
had, you had that, you had didn't a bent you? Arm. Yeah, I had him. Yeah, the white with the orange and yellow helmet. Oh man, the me- I can look at each, pretty much each one, and just have so many memories. Yeah, specific this to is that nostalgia. When we were talking to plastic. talking to your Mrs. Emma on episode two about nostalgia, and this is this is what we're deep in now. It's bringing back memories, hard hardcore. Yeah, what I used to like doing was getting um, a couple of big white bath towels. Yep. And then I'd get loads of like newspaper, and I'd stick a ball it all up, put it underneath, and create a, a terrain. Hoth. And then I'd get the at out at, and I'd have hoth. Yeah. Now I had I'd that have bloody hoth. I had that hoth base. Do you remember where it had? You actually had, it had hoth the exploding. Base. It had the exploding bridge probe droid on like a, a kind of translucent stick, which you could flick off. Uh, had, yeah. had the turret thing, the rebel turret. You'd be known for what you had. It'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. He's he's got uh, the Ewok village. Yeah, that or, was like oh, yeah, your kudos. Yeah, yeah. That was your. your I like badge that guy. Honor. He's got um. Yeah, exactly. He's got an. Uh, I think we both had the Jeez. Ewok village. Am I right? We no, we never had the Ewok Did village. Did you not? No, we didn't have any set playsets. Okay, yeah, I was more of a, a playset man. You were more of a vehicle man. We had we went big on Return of the Jedi. We had Tie Interceptor, which was rad. We had a B wing. Yeah, I never had the B wing. Amazing gyroscopic oh, cockpit. We had two, yeah. and I sold I sold one for a skateboard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what else did we? And we had an Atta, and that's about it. We never. Ha- I don't think we had like um. You had a scout from walker. That you first... had a scout walker. Yeah, we had that. We had that. Yeah. We had ATST. We didn't have like an X-wing or a Tie fighter. They were actually quite rare. I had a couple of, from. I had a couple of X-wings. One I had with battle damage. It was almost the like Tie fighters were so. Yeah. They were so blue. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The interceptors kind of looked well good, but the TIE fighters looked so blue. Yeah, we were just big on the figures, man. Yeah. We had all the Ewoks. All the Ewoks. Chirper. And all the. I, uh, I remember we both kind of had, especially you, low had gray. all the Jabba's Palace guys. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, because when they got to Return of the Jedi, I mean, they were taking the secondary third character to another level then yeah, I mean so many aliens yeah. prune face prune, yeah, uh, I'm looking at him now prune face there he is yeah yeah uh, Nikto Wike all those guys Riyiz yeah Riyiz bounty hunters Play as well we, we've we've got oh no I don't have there was a lot of confusion with the toy line between uh, Zuckius and Forlom didn't they name it um, wrong or something? They kind of named it wrong. I mean, even when you Google it now, it's so confusing which is which. Yeah, because Forlom is actually the the kind of the silvery grey droid because it's yeah. got four in the title, which tells you that, you know, he's a droid. And Zuckus is the guy with the kind of short, short stubby guy with the breathing apparatus. Is it Zucker? I always say Zuckius. I don't know. That's not even spelt like that, is it? It is Zuckus, is it? Uh, I don't know. Even now, <laughs> me and Phoenix still do the Bounty Hunter lineup. Do you? There will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. You are free to use any methods necessary, but I want them alive. No disintegrations. As you wish. Lord Vader. My lord, we have them. You know, all of them apart from Zuckus and Forlom, who I do need to get. Right. But are we still, I'm still doing scenes. Yeah, strong. We did the, um, reenacted the Sarlat pit a lot yes. because one of my favourite figures is Lando Skiffguard. Yeah, that was a trend, wasn't he... it? They started doing figures with removable helmets. So you had Bush, Leia with the. Bush, yeah. Bush. Yeah. 
Um, what's your all-time favourite Kenner Star Wars figure? Because mine is Boosh. Leia and Boosh disguise. Is it really? Followed, okay, honourable mention, uh, Leia Endor. Who, oh, with, the, with, apparently, the, with the poncho. Uh, yeah, Le- Leia Poncho Endor is officially, apparently, they, they did a vote, people's favourite Kenner Star really? Wars figure. My favourite yeah. is uh, Han Solo Hoth, because... He's, oh yeah, he's got that, that little, big blue duffel. He's got the big blue duffel. He's got kind of a blocked off, almost a blocky kind of hips, which seemed a little yeah, bit same as Dengar. Some of them had that more blocky block hips. He's got the the holster where you can actually clip the the gun into, and the grip on his hand, like a lot of Luke's grips, his kind of fingers were just kind of pointed straight. So when he's holding a gun, it can't, it never angles correctly. It kind of points inward. Uh, yeah, he's shooting. Like he's shooting down the like hallway. He, like, yeah, it's like he's shooting his boss side or something. But uh, Han Solo's grip on that figure and the fat, the fat handle of his of his shooter uh, just sat really nicely in his hand. So uh, Han Solo hot for me. Did you have Tonton? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was so great. Ramming Han in there yeah. or Luke, sorry. Yeah. And the snowspeeder where it, uh, I had <clears> a couple <throat> of snowspeeders where it lights up the same. Brilliant. They seem to be like the one that we had a few of. They must have been one of the cheapest toys to get, one of the cheapest vehicles. Yeah. They had some nice light-up things, didn't they? Yeah, like the light-up, the light-up barrels. They kind of like they went. went up and kind of down. Didn't stay on fully. They kind of like you know transgressed. Yeah, because this down. was this was what the vehicles did, which had never been done. They had you know you could put batteries in and get like landing gear sounds, yeah, yeah. which were very primitive. Essentially, just a. Yeah. Bosk yeah, was a good figure, good. actually. Yeah, I've got Bosk. Looking at him now, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's got long arms. He's like you, Chief. <laughs> good. His arms are down to his goddamn he'd ankles, at, man. He'd be good at rowing. Yeah. Also, yeah, he's but he can't hold anything. He's just got flappy hands. Yeah. He, he, he had a vehicle, didn't he? He had that crazy vehicle, like pogo pod kind of vehicle. Do you remember that, Chief? Do not remember that at all. Really? I had that. It's, no. He sits in it. It's got a, like a domed top. And do you have to get that to get the figure? No, 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 no. It kind of had no. suckers, so you can stick it on like a, you know, a glass wall or something. And it had a thing on the oh, back wow. where you could grab people. Phoenix just got Bosk and IG88, a Black Series, and they are so good. And these are for display or play? Both, but um, they're just stunning. I want to get. I'm. I'm f- the more I think about it, I'm definitely obsessed with that Bounty Hunter lineup. Yeah. I just want to get them all. Yeah, do it. Um, but yeah, there's just the charm of the Kenner toys is great. And um, now you tried if, getting if, into, we won't get into this too much, but you tried getting into the Power of the Force ones in the mid 90s when they. Oh, we both did. We hit toys the line. <laughs> we got loads of those. Yeah, I think I bought they about are 10. frowned upon. I think I bought about 10 and then realized these are not what I wanted and got rid. You kept them in the in the loft thinking... I've still got thinking, them. I've got about... I don't need to uh, work past the age of 30 because I, I can sell these and retire. <laughs> yeah. I've got about... Uh, I reckon I've got about 60. What? And what are you going to yeah, do with I've them? Yeah, I've got a lot. I don't know because they're not actually worth enough to sell. What should I do with them? I don't know. Maybe Scout would be into them. As far as toy collectors go, they are you know very frowned upon. Really? Just because of the kind of muscular action here i mean they do look ridiculous like vader has muscles yeah it's that it's not a great line that's for no, sure no i don't know if they've gotten better obviously i know black series are incredible i like the big ones though black series i know you can still get the little three inch ones as oh, well the six inch yeah i like the big ones yeah that's the new um i still haven't got leia uh boosh though she's 
bloody expensive. Right. Well, we'll get a, we'll get a uh, report on those Black Series ones. Hopefully, what's coming out from the, our man on the ground at New York next week, which, which yeah, will be about, probably, will be about three, probably a load it'll of be about um, three weeks out of date by the time this that episode hits. Well, it's just going to be a load of Rise of Skywalker guff, probably. I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, is, have you got anything else you would like to say about the Kenner line? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think, I think apart, apart from it warms there. the cockles. Yeah, it does. It gives, it gives me the feels when we talk about that because that was good times. That was good times. But talking about, okay, you know, you're talking about will, will Scout be interested in the Power of the Force Star Wars line? Um, talking about the kids, we actually put some questions to kids and here's what they said. Hello. What's your favourite thing to do on a nice, sunny day? Outside. Roll the ball down the side. I like to play in the shed and the garden, and I like to do parachuting with Phoenix. So Phoenix has these parachuting men, and he stands at the top of his bunk, and I stand in the garden on the stall and he drops the parachuting man down on his ruler and then I get it and he like makes a hook with the ruler and then I put it on and fold it back in and he sends it up but sometimes he drops it and I have to like put it on and then like pass it back up. Uh, I, li- I like to get the tramper out and do some gymnastic front flips on it and I like to draw outside and play games like it and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I also like going on the balcony and dropping parachute men off it, which is really fun and amusing. <laughs> this has been a uh, power-packed episode, I feel. Yeah, I think we we f- we fit a lot into that, yeah, didn't we? We crammed, man. We we packed it in like we were. Yeah, we crammed on the Sunday box. night. You got a pile of homework to do. Yeah, we crammed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> right, th- it's been a good episode. If you want to reach out and uh, comment on any of the stuff we've talked about, it would be good to hear from you. You can find us on the Outer Timers. That's O U T T A Timers on Instagram. It's the same place on Twitter, The Outer Timers. Hit us up. Or you can get us on theoutertimers at gmail.com. We're everywhere. Yeah, nice one, Chiefy. Good show, good show. Power power. Right, well, I tell you, I've got to get... I've got a um, two-day-old kid (laughs) that needs uh, my attention. Yeah, yeah. What do we say, Chief? Uh, We have been The Outer Timers. (laughs) We are out of time. See you later, guys. Sleep, boy. See you later.